Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's all go to the Patreon. Let's all go to the Patreon. Let's all go to the Patreon to get ourselves some ad-free shows. Over at the concession stand, we just added a new $2.50 tier for anybody who just wants to support the show. Along with supporting the show, you get free text updates and partial access to our exclusive Patreon Discord. Also at the concession stand, for just $5 a month, you can get full access to our Discord and a monthly exclusive podcast called Flight School, where Matthew and I review a TV show pilot that is voted on by our patrons. Along with both of those things, you get ad-free episodes of the show. Thank you all for listening, and remember to silence them cell phones. And thank you for visiting the SYFW Theater. Enjoy. This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. So, you finally watched... Nort... To watch that movie, Mom. That's why I made this podcast. Matthew. Yeah, you said your name and then I say mine. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to So You Finally Watched, a movie review show podcast where Two dudes watch and review a movie the other hasn't seen. What movie did we watch today, Matthew? Today we watched Matilda, but you forgot to introduce us. My name is Nord. And my name is Matthew. And today we watched... Matilda, the 1996 version. Matilda, by that was directed... By Danny DeVito. I didn't know that. I saw that like when I was doing my notes. I didn't know that he was the director. He does the narration and everything. He too. also like funded most of the movie. Oh, sweet! <laughs> Produced it, like you know what I mean, like all that. Yeah, yeah. Did you read it all? Like, if it was pretty close to the books, I've never read the book, the Roald Dahl book. I think I have it over there. I don't know. Mm. Um, because yeah, Roald Dahl wrote the original novel. Yeah. It became a screenplay. It's now a musical. I don't know if the musical's on Netflix, but it's on Prime. Okay, yeah. I've never seen the movie musical, but I have seen the in-person musical locally. No, no, it's on Netflix. Excuse it me. was really good. Musicals on Netflix because I wanted to watch Matilda, and I and like the only thing coming on Netflix was the musical. Yeah, and I wanted to make sure that I assumed you knew I meant the '90s version with Mara Wilson. I almost just thought to do it just to fuck with you <laughs> <laughs> to watch the musical. <laughs> yeah, they were singing a lot. <laughs> the screenplays by Nicholas Kazan and Robin Smicord. Nice. So I gotta say, I want to say that before we go. Well, yeah, you were saying. I was just gonna say that that there's two like songs in this movie. Yeah, and they that fuck. Yeah, I love those songs. Uh-huh. It's such a nostalgic childhood the song. Only scenes I've seen of this movie were those two songs. Was the the second one? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. doing the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Making Cheerios go everywhere and shit. Um. So yeah, you can um not stream this on Netflix. I don't know why I wrote that. 
It's I watched it on YouTube TV because it's on. They have it on like the Freeform or channel or whatever. I don't have YouTube TV. Yeah, so it's separate thing than YouTube Premium, but oh. um, I refuse to pay for cable. <laughs> it's basically advanced cable. <laughs> yeah, it's basically cable with boobies. Um, there's I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying it. Uh, you can rent or buy that this. Was HBO. HBO. Dude, I Back remember, in the day, that was HBO. I remember watching real sex on HBO at one point growing up. Yeah, because they had like just the straightest, all the like, different ty- subsections of HBO channels. It was just like straight up Skin- amateur porn. Yeah, Skinamax. But it wasn't like good amateur porn. It was like from the corner of the room, and you just see two people <laughs> weirdly fucking. Dude, I would when I lived in the dorms, I would walk by somebody's dorm and their door was wide open and just be like three, four dudes just like watching the porn channel just like for fun because it was funny. You never watched porn with your friends? No. I watched porn with Shane. I've never. A couple times. We never like J-O'd together. Oh, right? sure. <laughs> no, I have never done that. Yeah, I, I, I with at least five, five or six of my friends I've watched porn with. And then with one of, with one of my friends... Me and her read hentai together because she didn't know what hentai was. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So I was like, "This is hentai," and she was like, "This what is awesome." <laughs> oh, and I was like, "You're reading more than I have." <laughs> She's like, "The story's so good, and it's like a monster girl getting fucked." And I'm like, "Is it? That's not why I read it." <laughs> there was when I worked at Subway. There was this girl who worked there. She was like 17 or senior in high school or something and she had like came from a super like religious conservative family and she was like super not and trying to get out of it and so i was like showing her like just regular pop culture that she had been shielded from her whole life and she was like yo what is this because like she heard okay she heard panic at the disco for the first time and she fucking loved panic at the disco because yeah, it's the old panic at the disco fucks. but the first panic at the disco song she ever heard was high hopes and Which, she was like, yo, this song, the Panic at the Disco is awesome. It's like nothing like their other no, stuff. No, it's not. But, but then, I like that song. Yeah, it's a good song. I mean, then it's I not like, Panic at Disco, but yeah, I like Yeah, but then I was song. showing her like all these old like metal bands and like rap songs. And, yeah, like, and all Biscuit. Stuff. Yeah, and she was like, yo, this stuff's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's stuff. <laughs> but she literally just didn't know that music existed. No, she, she knew music and stuff. She was just like... I don't want to say naive because she's very intelligent and not. Yeah. She just had never seek, never had sought it out. Yeah. Yeah. So like we would be talking about hentai like as a joke with her friends like oh we got this, and then like one of my friends we did share hentai that we liked. Uh, and I did just read I I you know I did just read hentai sometimes. Mm. Um, and she's like, well, what can I see? And I said, oh, okay. I was like, okay. And I just showed her what we were reading, and she took my phone and was just. <laughs> read like the whole 20 page comic this is a sack and she's like oh this bird girl's laying eggs and then they're fucking and I'm like uh huh that's why I'm showing it cause it's wild do you think Matilda ever read hentai she was reading everything yeah was there hentai in the 90s I mean I don't in know in the public library probably not in the public library that she was in at in my public library <laughs> we keep getting sidetracked dude Okay. Initial thoughts. We're gonna get, we'll do that right now. Initial thoughts. Again, I here I'll, I'll read you what I what I wrote here. I put after watching the trailer because again I watch the trailers that you tell me to watch unless the Fight Club I did it. I can say I am pretty excited. It is also exciting that I can watch this movie with my children. Mm. It looks like it's full of slapstick and wholesome humor. 
excited to scratch this class cult this cult classic off the list. Is this a cult classic? It flopped in the th- in the box office, so yes. I guess. I've just always known this movie to be beloved. It did become beloved once it got I, out of I guess I never even considered it to be a cult I classic. I didn't know that. Yeah, this I mean, was... I assumed it was a cult classic because... Yeah. I just assume most things are cult classics unless I'm proved wrong. Right. Which, most of the time, if I think it's a cult classic, it is. Like, Alien's not a cult classic. It's just a classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy Boy's not a cult classic. It's... I... I would say it is. Maybe. It's kind of more obscure. Like, like, like Fight Club's not a cult classic. Yes, it is. Fight Club is the biggest cult classic. Did it, it make f- a lot? Of, it made a lot of money, though. Yeah, but like... Like a shit ton of money. Okay. That's kind of how I, I... I've always thought of it as a cult classic. I mean, I'm not... It can be if it's you either. Want. I feel like it's either like you've never seen it or you love it. You know what I mean? I don't know, because... There's cool classic movies that everyone loves when they watch. I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a dictionary. <laughs> okay, I'll Google it. Um, Fucking hell, man. What are we Googling? Fucking cult classic. What is the definition of cult classic? Definition fuck. <laughs> a, cult, a cult film or cult movie, also referred to as a cult classic, is a film that has acquired a cult following. Great. From their dedicated, passionate fan base was forming an elaborate, elaborate subculture. So it doesn't have to have bombed. Dialogue quoting and audience participation. Usually you think of inclusive, cult classics. Inclusive definitions allow for major studio productions, especially box office bombs, mm. while exclusive definitions focus more on obscure, transgressive films shunned by the mainstream. So it can be multiple things, but it, I, mean, it, I mean, it does seem like most of them are ones that have been cult that have been bombed. Yeah. Which makes sense because that would form a following, right? <laughs> yeah. Like a Marvel movie's not a cult classic. No. But so, I would say some of those some of those Marvel movies are going to be classics. Oh, 100%. Like <laughs> like I mean Avengers they are so good. The OG Iron Man uh Mad Max was an international hit except in America like we talked about, remember? Like, that was a cult classic. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, it's a pretty well, cause like term. Fight, but. I feel like Fight Club was, like, more successful after its home video release than it was initially in theaters. So, like, that's... I don't know. You didn't let me do research for that one, Matthew, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's not that I didn't let... I just didn't let, want you to do it before you watched the, the movie. Film, the film later found commercial success with its home video release. Yeah. But, like... You could have did research, but you didn't watch the movie until the night of the podcast. So because I would have done, because <laughs> you're insane and you do research first. Yeah, and that's so weird to me. I don't get. It doesn't really spoil anything. You have to consume the media first and then. Bro, I don't have time to do that. I only have time. It's the same. It's the same amount of time. You just do the other thing. But I I can't watch the movie at work. But I can do the. I could do the research at work. Sure. That's when I do my re- I that's when I do my my like fun facts. Yeah. Is my 6 hours of work where I don't have anything to do. <laughs> and I could watch it, but that's going to be interrupted so much I'm going to get pissed off. Yeah, I feel you. Um So I guess it Fight Club was a cool classic. Yeah. So like my history with this movie is like I um had always watched this like on VHS growing up, but I never owned it. Like my my family like we never owned the movie, but my grandparents did. And I have this very vivid memory of my grandparents house 
they were like old fashioned and they had like a different room, a different name for every room in the house. Like, like they had the guest room, the jack off room, cigar room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they had like the guest room, but then they had like the, um, the den. They called mm-hmm. it the den. It was like just the room in the back of the house. Yeah, it'd be like, kind of like this. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like a small room and all that was in it was like a TV and a recliner. Yep. And then there was a, a, a wicker basket on the floor just full of just a bunch of random VHS tapes. And the three VHS tapes that I remember watching specifically every time I went there was Matilda, Casper and Wendy starring Hilary Duff, and Barney Goes to Outer Space. I've seen none of those movies, so. You've never seen any of the Caspers? I've seen some of the Caspers. Yeah, I don't Cas- know if I've seen that. I don't think I've seen that specific one. Casper and Wendy. I would have remembered Hillary Duff. <laughs> yeah, because it was when she was like 12 or 13 or something. Yeah. Um, Do you know Dan Cook has a bit where he talks about Hillary Duff? It doesn't surprise me. Because Hillary Duff had a commercial back around 2007, 2008, where she, it's like a PSA to not say gay. Like, to not be like, that's gay. Yeah. And he had a bit where he's like, all right, Hillary Duff, what do I call it when someone comes around the corner with a gravity hammer and kills me then? What? <laughs> That's the bit. Ha 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 ha, Dane. Yeah, I thought it was funny when I was 12. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was a Halo joke. What? Yeah. A Halo joke. Yeah, it's a gravity like hammer. Like the video? Oh, I don't know. I didn't play Halo when I was a kid. You know, all you played was Nintendo, you fucking fanboy. I had an Xbox. It just didn't have Halo. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> it's like having a Nintendo and not having Mario. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, I le- legit, like, I had a friend who played Halo and when I went over to, to their house, like, I played Halo. Yeah. Like, they had Halo. I didn't. I just didn't buy games. Like, I don't know. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I played uh, James Bond and I played motocross racing and yeah. ATV racing. That was pretty much it. A Namco Museum. I had my sexual awakening during Destroy All Humans 2. Oh, mine was 007 Nightfire. Because I, I walked around with a little camera and I like zoomed in on all their boobies. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Destroy All Humans 2 is? I know. I've played Destroy All Humans. You play an alien that kills people. Yeah. And there's just like two girls dancing in bikinis and it's so like PS2 grainy and janky. Yeah. Hardly looks like a person, let alone a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, there's a butt, dude. <laughs> well, because... Great, I'm glad that's recorded now. <laughs> there's going to be fucking destroy, destroy all human memes now. <laughs> oh, no, don't make no horny. <laughs> oh, man. I don't have any remembrance of this movie. I never watched it. Never heard about it, really. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Just, like, never growing up, you never heard of Matilda? Nope. I saw... Bro. I saw the... The first time I saw the scene when she's doing... Was in a meme on Vine. That checks out. That was the first time I've ever seen it. Just the clip of just that? It was the... No, Vine wasn't like TikTok where you can just watch whole movies on it. <laughs> right, yeah, I know. It was only six seconds. No, but like they didn't have... It was like a... She was like pointing to the funny meme thing. Oh, sure. I don't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so that that that's cute though. That you, that's what you would watch at your grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. The stuff we would watch was like Tommy Boy <laughs> and like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm over here watching Barney. My dad, like, <laughs> my dad, my grandpa 
really we I watch a lot of horror movies with him until one time we watched Jack Frost and it scared me and I never liked horror movies ever since. Hmm. It's about a killer snowman, Matthew. I assumed. It's not even that scary. Not the one with um um that one actor who turns into a snowman and it's like the the dad dies and he re- comes back as a snowman. <laughs> Jack Frost. The movie's called Jack Frost. It is called Jack Frost. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the kid from um, Santa Claus. Yeah, it's probably called like Killer Frost or something. It could also be just called Jack Jack Frost. Jack Frost, it probably is. It's like a book like he was like a serial killer dies. I thought that came out recently. There's like old Jack Frosts though. I thought there was like a recent horror movie. Bro, we can't. Dude, horror movies. The whole horror movie culture is a fucking nightmare. It is. I'm not in it at all. Like people give Marvel movies a lot of shit. And they're like, then they watch like every horror movie slock that comes out. And I'm like, dude, you have no room to talk. Yeah. How many fucking conjurings have you seen? <laughs> How many times does it need to conjure for you? <laughs> the conjurers. No, dude, this one, there's crabs come out of their skin. Great. <laughs> I don't like modern horror, Matthew. I get mad. I just don't watch it. I don't have a reason why. I don't I like just jump don't. scares. I like deserved jump scares yeah like the jump scares in alien yeah yeah i don't like there was thunder and that's what scared you mm-hmm. for no reason mm-hmm. anyway matilda's not scary there's some scary parts though like if you're a kid you think it was a little bit oh scary. okay i think you meant now <laughs> no, meant, like, right now like, <laughs> no but like if you're watching it as a kid boots. you watch it as a kid you're like what the fuck yeah maybe the fucking chokey, dude. The chokey? Yeah. You wanna go in that chokey? That's scary Maybe. as fuck, dude. Fucking spikes was, and smoke and shit. One of my, my, my room at my dad's growing up was only a little bit bigger than that, so yeah. <laughs> I kinda had my own chokey. <laughs> it's literally a closet. With with it's an Iron Maiden. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should just get into the movie then. Yeah. Um So so did you say starring so Mara Wilson, Danny DeVito as the dad, and then I forgot their names. I wrote them down. His wife is his real wife in real life, though. As Danny DeVito's wife? Pretty sure is what I read. Yeah. Rhea Perlman. Yep, yep. That's his wife. I mean, I don't. I think they're still married. I don't know. And then Pam Paris is Miss Trenchpool, yep. and M. Beth Davids as Miss Honey. Yep, Miss Honey. Miss Honey, oh money. We all love Miss Honey. Yep. She's the sweetest person teacher ever. Everyone needs a little trauma to make them a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Except Matthew. Matthew was just a good person. <laughs> uh, we and Christiana were talking about that today. <laughs> How you're just like a good person. Like, you, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You didn't need to be, like, you know, like sometimes when people have good upbringings, they kind of become bad people. <laughs> yeah. No, Matthew's just great. So, I'm just being honest. I'm just being <laughs> straightforward with you right now. I wouldn't even say I was sheltered. I just like didn't seek yeah. out things. Like I, yeah. I never like tried to rebel or anything. Like, well, it seemed like your parents also treated you like a to. person. Yeah, like I never felt <laughs> the need to like rebel or anything. Yeah. I mean, like my brother was more rebellious, but he never like had anything to rebel against. It was just his more of his nature. So rebel like, without a pulse. Yeah. <laughs> a rebel without a cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebel without a pulse is a Xbox tagline video game from two thousand five. I don't called know. Stubbs the Zombie. <laughs> Stubbs the Zombie. Bro, what's wrong with me? It's the three hours of sleep over two days. Yeah, that'll do it. <sighs> I'm sorry, Matthew. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to. Me. I'm supposed to be in charge of this train. It's okay. 
Um, okay, so... <sighs> Matilda has the shittiest parents in the world. Do the worst parents. Absolute worst. They just... They're walking out of the hospital, and they just put the baby in the fucking trunk. Yeah, and she's just, like, sliding around and bumping into walls and shit. Dude, and then it's just kind of like a, a baby parent neglect montage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like on the counter and she's like spelling your name. She's like, like an actual two baby. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like one or two, as they say. Just spelling her name in like, the peas. Yeah. Like, you fucking idiot. That's not what you're supposed to do with spinach. And, and she, she literally is like, I'd be easier to raise a tomato. <laughs> okay. But and, like, the mom is like. The mom is a stay-at-home mom, but doesn't stay at home. Like, she just goes and plays bingo all the time. Yeah. And, and then the dad is a crooked used car salesman. And her mom's only with her, the dad for the money. Yeah, basically. She says that at some point. She's she's like, I got a, she's like, I got a husband who makes lots of money. That's what looks have got me. Yeah. And what <laughs> have they gotten you? You teach kids ABCs. Fuck you. <laughs> and like, Miss Honey is not uglier. It's just a, a normal pretty lady. Like, there's no... Like, yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no, she just wanted to work with children because she's a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then, yeah, she's reading at the age of two. Uh, she's reading adult books at the age of four. Four, yeah. She walks ten blocks to the library every single day back and forth. <laughs> her parents just left her at the house all by herself at the age of four? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's when kids put... Things in metal in electrical sockets. They leave her with a, a a can of soup. And they're like, the soup's on the stove if you get hungry. It's like not even open. Like she has to she would have to open <laughs> she it. She just throws it yeah, away. Yeah, she just throws it away and starts cooking eggs and pancakes and shit. <laughs> and then cleans up. Yeah. Uh then she starts walk she reads every book in the house. Mm-hmm. Wait, do they have books in their house? It's like all the magazines, she says. Oh, okay. Yeah. I missed that. And she reads all the magazines. It's like car magazines yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And then she starts walking to the library at the age of, like, four or five. Mm-hmm. Three or four. That's my son's age. I could not imagine him walking. Ten blocks to the library. And all of the library in this town is maybe two or three away, and I would not feel comfortable with him doing that. No, absolutely not. Not because I don't trust him. I just don't trust people. Right. But he also doesn't know direction. Mm-hmm. Not, like, northwest. Like, he just doesn't. The just spatial that awareness. That brain, yet. that part hasn't developed yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if kid was like Matilda, hmm? yeah, maybe still not because the world's insane. But yeah, she would also. I would also buy her every book she ever wanted. A hundred percent. Honestly, Our it would probably be cheaper like, just getting the, get the library card. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Don't need to buy books or Kindle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then she reads every book in the library. Mm-hmm, pretty much. And then when she turns six and a half, which she should already be in kindergarten. Yeah, kindergarten or first. I was in first grade when I was six. I started kindergarten two weeks after I turned five. So, or one week. I turned five and immediately started kindergarten. Depends on when your birthday falls. Yeah. Rowan. I'm at the cutoff. Rowan is at the, like, the be- is at the end or the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, he's going to be the oldest one in his class. Yeah. So he'll be six by the time he's done with kindergarten. And then her dad, she's like, Dad, I should be in school now. <laughs> she's like, no, you're only four years old. She's I'm like, six and a half. I should have started in September. And then goes to the mom and she's like, he's only four. It's like, see, you're stupid. 
Quit being a brat. <laughs> Go watch TV or something. Yeah, why don't you watch? He's so mad she's not watching TV. Dude, and 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 she's like, he he goes, you can't be here. Who would be here to sign the packages? Yep. There's got to be someone at the house to watch. And then he, at, during this part here, she he it, the narrator says that like her dad calls her a person. Oh yeah, because because he says when a person is bad, they deserve to be punished, and she's like, what? Because he's punishing her for nothing. <laughs> Being <laughs> he, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, because yeah, because in the narrator, because Danny DeVito is the narrator as well. Um, and he's like, um, he said a person, not a, not a kid, not when a kid's bad. He said when a person's bad. So then Matilda starts being like, oh, so I should punish you. Yeah. And then she starts fucking with him because he's like, he realized that he made a grave mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping that she started killing him. Right? <laughs> if I was directing this movie, that's what she would have done. She would have become Jigsaw. She would have become a uh, fucking Citizen Kane or something. Wait. I don't know. Some like, not killing not killing them for fun, but killing them because they're bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what Citizen Kane is there, about. I think there, there's a movie I get it mixed <laughs> up with. That's about someone who kills his person who like hurt one of his family members because they got away with it. Yeah. But he does it within the law, so he gets it. It's a good movie. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, um, so then she's like, starts punishing them. Yeah. He <laughs> super glue, she super glues his hat to his head. She puts peroxide in his hair, oil. Yeah, it makes it dye it blonde. <laughs> and what does he, does she do anything to the mom? No, she doesn't do anything to the mom. The mom just is like, insane. And like, the mom never like, in, you never really see the mom like bully Matilda like the dad does. Yeah, well, but the mom also never like stops it. Yeah, she yeah she's she's contributing to the abuse by not dealing doing anything. With yes, it. exactly. Which is neglect. honestly been in that situation worse. Yeah, I'd rather them being abusing. Just neglect. Um. But and then at some point we see FBI agents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The FBI is just investigating them the whole time because he's just stealing car parts and selling them. Yeah, and like selling faulty cars and shit. And then at one point, Matilda just starts fucking with the cops with her magic powers later on. Yes, I love that scene. <laughs> and the dad just, like, doesn't believe that they're cops. Matilda keeps telling him, they're cops, dad. You idiot. They're cops. Well, and I, he's like, no, they're not. Well, they both think she's fucking stupid. For right, yeah, yeah. And the mom is just completely weird. They're, they're boat salesmen. They're so nice. And it just, like, tells them her whole life story. Yeah, telling them, Evan, he's holding the recorder up. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh... We then get a, a scene of uh, Matilda and her brother and her dad at work. And this is where she glues the hat. Yes. And then we get the, like one of the famous quotes from this that I, I have heard this quote, but I didn't know where it was from until this point. Because she calls him a crook. Mm-hmm. Because they're fixing cars, but they're just doing it enough for the car to get. Yeah, they're super gluing bumpers. She, he like, says it for him to get like a mile or so away. <laughs> yes. And then they break. Um, and he says... I'm big, you're small, and there's nothing you could do about it. Yep. I think there's more to the quote, but that's like the part I remembered. I'm one. smart, you're dumb, I'm big, you're little, I'm right, you're wrong. Yes. I she looks so like defeated in that moment. Cuz she knows she's right and she knows that she's not stupid. Mhm. <laughs> and then so she's super it's like super grouper glue. It's like super crazy glue and she glues his hat. Yeah, yeah. Super super glue. Yes. <laughs> and then she's the one that gives it to him. Yep, yep. Because her mom won at bingo. 
And we never find out like how much she won or what she won. She never says. She's like, we'll find out when you get there because they go to a fancy dinner. <laughs> As I have a family member that has a gambling addiction like that and they're winning is like they won like $1,200 or whatever. Yeah. But they spit a thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, you know, 200 I mean? profit. <laughs> but they don't connect that. Yeah. They're like, I won two grand. Because that's how the addiction works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't feel bad for this lady, but I'm, I'm just saying like that that was the joke. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, yes. That's yes. why she said that. Was she, oh, of, true. Because yeah. she probably spent more than she, she made, honestly. She did, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to the fancy restaurant. And they, why do they fight over the hat? I don't know. Just leave it on. Who cares? <laughs> they rip it. And he, they both fall everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they fall everywhere. Food goes flying up like fucking catapults. Lands perfectly on Matilda's plate. And she gets to hear dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it like smashes all over the brother's face. Because the brother sucks, dude. Yes. He, th- there's a one point where he's just like literally following her around throwing food at her. And she's like... And he's just like, you dip weed or something over yeah. and over and over. Dip wide. I'm like, come on, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> She's three years old. <laughs> uh, but then uh, and then we we see like a silhouette of a lady that her dad's talking to. Yes, this bit. And, and he's like, <laughs> the silhouettes are like, he's like three feet tall and she's like seven. <laughs> she's twice as big as him. Yeah. And he's like looking up at her. <laughs> And because uh, she tells him that she runs a school. Yeah. And she's like, they're all little brats and twerps. They need to be disciplined. And he's like, oh, I have just a kid for you. <laughs> and she's and she goes, there's one point where she's like, um, there were all mistakes, children. I'm glad I never was one. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? She said that about? a couple times. <laughs> I was never a child. I was never a child. Wait. <laughs> it's like those people that... They like hate children so much, and it's like you know you were also a kid, <laughs> like dude, come on. <laughs> Their own childhood was probably so abusive that they blacked it all out. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Mine wasn't. I still like children, so yeah. I mean, they could be annoying, but they're supposed to be. They don't know how fingers work yet. They also just learn how to poop in a toilet. Like, yeah. don't give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> Three years ago, they couldn't walk. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then uh, this, and then <laughs> when uh, her dad gets home, he's like, "Matilda, you're going to school," <laughs> and she's so excited. Oh, it was so sweet. <laughs> and she goes to school, and there's all these other kids running around. She's like so happy. Yeah. And then Miss Trenchbull walks out, and all the kids freak out and freeze. <laughs> <sighs> because another kid tells her that she runs the school with an iron fist. Mm. And she like whops or walks around with this little like whip thing. Like wh- wh- I don't know what it's called. I think they use it for like horses. <laughs> like, yeah. Like jockeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those type of deals. And uh, is, is there her and this other kid are hiding? And one of the bigger kids is like, "You need to not be hiding because she's gonna kill you." <laughs> <laughs> she, she's looking for people that are hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the pigtail scene. <laughs> what was your reaction to that? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the trailer. Oh, okay. not the lead up, but just the like ten, like the two seconds of her spinning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of knew. I didn't know when it was gonna happen, so it was still shocking. Yeah, but I was just like, "What's this silly? What's what's going on?" She should have just grabs her pigtails and hammer throws. Because her, like, she's oh, not a pig. Yes, we don't wear. You are not pigs at this school. 
But my mommy wants me to wear them. Your mommy's a twit. <laughs> she literally says your mom's a twit. Yeah. Dude, in multiple scenes in this movie, you, you see Miss Honey taking her pigtails out. Oh, I, oh, the little girl? Mm-hmm. I never noticed that. It's like two or three times. Just in the background. Or like right in the front. Yeah. And the scenes go, she's like taking that. her hair out. Yeah. Because her mom keeps making them. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's easier for kids to keep their hair out of their face if it's in. Right. I mean, plus they do look cute. They're cute. It's a cute little. Mm-hmm. When Wynn has her little, she doesn't have enough hair to have full pigtails little, yet, but little, little, little ploofs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like want to just shake the shit out of her. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> if you just like jiggle her a little bit, she goes ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> like <laughs> like she makes the noise. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. even doing it hard enough for her to make that noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, launches that little fucker. <laughs> it's like a hundred feet into a field of daisies, <laughs> and she picks flowers, and she's like, "Yay, I survived!" <laughs> and every, and she, Everyone cheers. Principal's mad. She always gets mad. She tries to be a hard ass, and then like something happens, and then all the kids cheer. Yeah, and she gets so pissed. And then Miss Miss Trenchpole's like, "If yada yada, go to the chokey," and then we get like a flash to the chokey, and it's just an Iron Maiden, basically. Yeah, a kid Iron Maiden. Creepy smoke coming out of the back. Yeah, because there's a busted pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, "I I was left in there for a full day once." Oh my Jesus fucking Christ. It's a prison school. It is a prison school. Uh, and then we continue with Matilda's first day. And Miss Honey is like being very sweet. Mm-hmm. And she's got like colorful pictures everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like a big ass classroom, too. Mm-hmm. I wish my classroom was that big. <laughs> and she's like, so we're going to go over multiplication. And if, you know, I know you're starting late, Matilda, so if it's, you know, a little confusing, just ask questions or, you know, we can wait till the end, I'll explain everything to you. And then she starts, you know, asking. Yeah, like two times eight and all this shit, and she, like, obviously knows it all. <laughs> and then she's like, what number? It's like 233 times, times 13 or something. Yeah. And Matilda just says it. Instantly, in like one second. And everyone's like, huh? <laughs> Miss Honey does it? yell at her. Just takes a paper and does the math and's like, "How did you do that?" <laughs> She's like, "Um, I I read a book on math, math, math on math in the library. I read like read a textbook. Basically. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like a college textbook, probably. She's like, "You can read those." She's like, "Yeah, can I read everyone." <laughs> what do you like to read? Charles Dickens. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> Moby Dick, the most driest book. <laughs> I've never read Moby Dick, but it's like a really classic read. But it's I think it's like hard to read. Yeah, it's like... I like I know what it is, but like I've never read the yeah, whole it's thing. About a big dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like she says, she's reading it at home at one point, and the dad's just like, "What are you reading?" And she's like, "Moby Dick," and she's like, "Moby what? What did you just say?" <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's like inappropriate. Yeah, that joke definitely went over my head when I was a kid. But... <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. But then, like, so they're in, they're in the classroom, and and then Miss Trin- Miss Honey goes to Miss Trinchpole's office and like tries to get her move her to like like the high school kids. Um. And Miss Trinchpole's like, "Oh, you're she's just too hard for you to handle, huh? Like you can't do it, and you're trying to push her off on somebody else because she like believes that she's a brat, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what her dad said. Why would her dad lie? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And then 
You see the the door on Miss Trinchable. It's just got like a target with like a bunch of kids' pictures on it. She's just throwing darts at it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, back at home that night, she's reading, and her dad just like loses his shit on her, and is like forcing her face to watch the TV. Yes. And she blows it up with her fucking mind, dude. <laughs> And she's like, I didn't do it. And he's like, of course you didn't do it. You idiot. I knew it wasn't you. It's because it's a stolen TV. <laughs> Even steals the fucking TV. That's what he said. I know. <laughs> well, because the mom's, the mom's like, it's cheap. And she's like, it wasn't cheap. It was stolen. <laughs> yeah, because cheap TVs just blow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I don't remember what happens in between here and Miss Honey showing up at her house. Because I know it's definitely after, because they have another TV by the point she shows up. Um. Oh, there's a point where you see you see Matilda's room, and then she like drew a picture of herself, and it just says "lost child" on it. I didn't. I just didn't hanging on the wall. I didn't see it either. Rachel told me, and then um. There's a point. Oh, when she meets her new friend at the beginning, she like shakes. They like shake hands like they're grown adults. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, oh, 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 choco cake. Is that right here? Um. That it's like it's like in the midst of all this. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I know like the teacher shows up and talks to the parents at some point. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Um. They. Yeah, because then the parents are complaining. They're like, six hours at school is not enough. And Matilda's like, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I just want to live there. I'd rather live there than here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, then Miss Mon- it's the Miss Honey home visit and then the chocolate cake. Yeah, because uh, she just like she has like extra reading for her. Hmm? And Mat- and she instantly sees her home life and is like horrified. horrified. The parents are just like verbally abusing Matilda right in front of her. and like and Verbally abusing each other. Yeah. And, the sun. But Miss Honey is just like... She could literally start college in, like, two years. And they're like, no, she couldn't. They're like, who the fuck goes to college? I don't know anyone who went to college. Look at me. And she's like, well, I went to college. Right. <laughs> and that's where the whole bit that you said where her mom's like, well, look, it's my looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did your looks get you? It got you, what smarts get you? It got you working with a bunch of snot-nosed brats. Yeah, and then she, and then she's like, if you ever sold a faulty car and you'd have to hire a lawyer, they'd been to college. And he, like, freaks out. He's like, who you been talking to? (laughs) What do you mean, faulty car? (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. What lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) But then she, like, sneaks a book onto the shelf. I think it's Moby Dick. No, she already had Moby Dick from the It was another, I think it was another, it was by some author they talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was some Charles Dickens or something. Yeah, and it was sweet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then we get Choco Cake. Yeah, what what was the kid's name? Oh, I forgot his name. Bruce Bogtrotter. Bogtrotter. Sounds like a D&D character. Yeah, Bruce Bogtrotter. And he, he's getting punished at the front of everyone mm-hmm. because he stole a slice of chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. From Mrs. Trenchbull. Yes. And what is he forced to do, man? <laughs> he is forced to eat a whole slice of the cake and then the they bring out the entire fucking cake and they're like oh yeah you like chocolate cake fucking eat this and it's like a triple layered like 12 inch tall cake probably a meter wide <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's struggling to eat it obviously 
And uh, she also calls him, like, fat and stuff. Yeah, she just, like, makes, just verbally berates and bullies him, like, <laughs> In front insane. of everyone. Yeah, the whole school. And then Matilda starts starts a chant for him. Yeah. And, you can do it, Brucey! <laughs> and they all start chanting. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce! <laughs> and I'm telling you, you say my name three times and you hand me an alcohol, I will do it. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, I've been like, I don't want to chug that right now. And they're just like, Nort. 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 I'm like, oh, okay, you're right. <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> Honestly, I would too, and I don't even drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but then he does. He finishes it. He finishes the whole thing, and he, he like, licks the thing. And, and the, the cafeteria lady is being so fucking gross. She's like, I put my blood and sweat and tears into it, and then, like, licks her whole arm. She's all sweaty and gross. She also itches her butt when she walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Cook. Cook. Her name's like Cookie or Cook or something. I think they call her Cookie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then because Bruce won, everyone gets five hours of detention in yeah. that room. Yeah, and they have to stay there till like 9 p.m. Uh, but like, there was a that Bruce was just being like, um, kind of smart ass to to Trenchpool because she was like, because Trenchpool was like, this was the most scrumptious cake in the world, and she's like. And then Bruce is just like, eh, my mom's is better. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well at that point. Yeah, what are you, what's she going to do? <laughs> Be That's mean again? Not wor- yeah. Um, but then when she gets home, her dad is like calling her a liar for like where she was. Right. Why'd you get home so late? <laughs> where she- you been? And then she starts making a PB&J dude. And did you see the PB&J jelly combo? No. Dude, you didn't see that? What happened? What are you talking about? Oh, the she used Uber? A... Dude, that shit sucks. It does suck, but it was nice seeing it. Nostalgic? Yeah. It's gross. I don't remember why it was gross, though. It's just not... The consistency is just not good. Like, It's America's favorite. No, it's not. It also could That's be because lie. Smuckers can't make peanut butter, too. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, like, Skippy or, like, a Jeff peanut butter in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Because, like, if, uh, out of your peanut butter and your jelly, what do you want to be better? Like, what brands? Not necessarily a brand, but what quality? Do you want your jelly to be a better quality or your PB? Probably the peanut butter. I'm going the peanut butter. Yeah. Cause, like, I've had bad jelly, and it's still jelly. Yeah. It's just gooey sugar it's that tastes like, like fruit. It's kind of like cake. Oh, because... Not because it has the texture of cake. But. No, but like how like a bad cake <laughs> is still, still cake. It's still cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a bad pie is like really bad. Yeah, yeah. But like the best cake I ever had is still just fucking cake. Yeah, but it's still good. Yeah, it's still as good as the mid cake I had last week. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. yeah. But peanut butter's like that. I'm very passionate about peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter. I only eat like... <laughs> You're going to kill me? I only eat PB&J. Like, that's it. Have you ever heated up peanut butter and then... <laughs> what? Wait, finish that sentence? You ever, heat, you ever heated up a jar of peanut butter and fucked it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never fucked my food American Pie style. Did you go American Pie on your Jiffy? I've never, I've never fucked peanut butter because it's too expensive. Oh, I don't eat peanut butter <laughs> unless it's on jelly. Let's, let someone's fucked it first. 
No, I gotta leave. The fucking peanut butter bit in. I was gonna oh, cut it out. Man. And it's my fault. Yeah, you brought it up, man. She had goober on this on the fucking counter. Gross. And she's making a goober sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and her dad's yelling at her the whole time. <laughs> and she talks about the cops again. And they say there's those are those are the cops, and then they're like, Those are the boat salesmen, stupid. Again. Oh, yeah. They say it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. And then like it cuts to um, like the kids are playing with the woods in the woods, and like they found this little newt, and then they put it in a little jar, and then that like, kind of comes up later. But then, but then there's a scene where Trenchbull's car breaks down, and she gets all pissed off at Matilda for it, and puts she puts Matilda in the chokey because her dad sold her a faulty car. Yep. Like what the fuck? Yeah, this whole family, you're part of this family, so you deserve to be punished. Okay. The sins of thy father, Matthew. Are passed down to you. Are passed down to you. Mm. My name is Reginald Steelskin. I'm a level 8 paladin. And I can still fuck. It's alright. <laughs> what? I don't know. Did I space <laughs> out for a second? No, I just I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> God, just kill me. Good morning. My name is Austin. And my name is Anna. And we are from the podcast Reading Isn't for Kids, a book club podcast where two grown adults read children's chapter books and sometimes comics. Chapter books like Junie B. Jones, Magic Treehouse, Fear Street, and The Walking Dead comics. Right, which are slightly less childish than the other ones, but it's not like a kid should pick up and read any of these books anyway. Reading yeah. isn't for kids. Silly kid. Reading's for adults. <laughs> I've been collecting my chapter books since I was a kid. Uh, I figured I'd put them to good use besides letting them sit on the shelf. So if you'd like to head down a little nostalgia road with us as we dive into these classic children literature, join us. Every other Saturday on the Encounter Co. Network. Do you want to say something to end it? And if you have any old joke books, throw them out immediately. Oh, but and then Miss Honey goes and rescues her. Yeah, because Miss Trinchbull's teaching the class today. Yes. And her version of teaching is just berating and bullying everyone. Yeah, she kicks all of the desks to the side of the room. Yeah. Like the whole group of desks in one kick. Yeah, and, and then, she's, then uh, I can't even remember the little girl's name, but Matilda's best friend. Oh yeah, puts the newt in the water, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she almost drinks the newt. She almost drinks the newt, and then she freaks the fuck out because she like hates animals. She calls it a snake. Yes, <laughs> you just hissed like a snake too. <laughs> she then blames Matilda, who wasn't even in the room. <laughs> I think at this point she had returned because Miss Honey rescued her from the choke. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But like she wasn't. In, she wasn't. Logically, she wasn't in the room to do that. Yeah, she couldn't have it. She was in the back, away from the glass. And I shit. think Trinchbull says that, like, this is the most interesting thing Miss Honey has ever done, was go get someone out of the, go get Matilda. Out of the jokey. Yeah. yeah. She says that and then just totally is like, okay. <laughs> I don't remember her, like, uh, 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 I think she is addressing it and then the newt thing happens. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Matilda blows up her glass with her mind? That's what I wrote. Oh, does she blow it up? She shatters the glass. Oh, she does, yeah. I don't. I, I couldn't remember. Because at this point... She, she made it tip over. Yeah, at this point she can't really control it. It's just based on emotions. Yeah, it just happens. 
Oh, oh, and Trenchbull shouts out, I am God, during all that. <laughs> he does yell, I am God. And then Trenchbull ends up leaving. Hmm? And uh, she's talking to the Miss Honey. And she's like, I can move stuff. Yeah, I got powers. She tries to do it, but, you know. Yeah, Miss Honey's like, I think it's lovely that you think you have powers. Yeah. But <laughs> she's not calling her a liar. She's just yeah. Like, which is the how you should talk to children unless it's like I can fly or something dangerous. Yeah. Like if you think you can do telekinesis, it doesn't really know. Yeah. Just don't be jumping out of windows. Yeah. Don't <laughs> do that. Ding dong. <laughs> Miss Honey's like, why don't you come over to my house? And then it it cuts to them walking. Yeah, they're walking they're walking through the little grass and grassy fields and then she goes she starts telling a story about this little girl's Horrible childhood. At this old house they pass. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I mean, it's revealed immediately after. I, my memory of this thing was that, like, the reveal that their family members, like, happened later on or something. But it happens immediately. Where she's like, whoa, <laughs> that trench bowl is Miss Honey's aunt. Uh, but yeah, so she, like, Miss Honey... She says, like, her mom died when she was young, mm-hmm. and then her she was just raised by her dad, and... She could, got help Trenchbull. from... It was her mom's step-sister da- step mm. was Trenchbull. Oh, okay. I think that's what she says. I, I don't remember. It's said so fast. But then, like, the dad mysteriously, like, dies. And then everyone thinks he killed himself. That's, like, what? Yes, that's the story. But then, like, later on, they're talking about, like... She, they, they, they all suspect that Trenchbull killed him for whatever reason. For his the money, probably the money in the house and shit. But eventually, the little girl gets away and moves to a cottage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That little girl's me." Because mm-hmm. they see the cottage, and Matilda's instantly just like, oh, "That's the cottage from your story." Oh, wait, that means you know. She, and she's like, "But I," she's like, "I lost all my treasures, and pictures." Hmm. Matilda's like, you should go in there and get all your stuff back. And she's like, oh, no, Miss Trenchbull would kill me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she's like, well, okay, well, why don't you just run away then? And she's like, well, I can't leave. I can't leave the children. Hmm. She's like the only good thing. At, pres- uh, obviously, there's other teachers at the school. We just never see them. The only adults we see are Miss Honey and Trenchbull, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And the cook. But so, obviously, there's other classrooms. But the, they're, they're just not... They're just putting up with it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Presumably, they're not all abusive, just Trenchbull. Yeah. And then before they, like, somehow end up back in front of the house, I think she's walking her home. Uh, Yeah, and then Trenchbull's car breaks down. And she's like, yeah, she's really superstitious as a black cat comes up to her, and, like, she fucking punts it. Yeah, (laughs) punts it across the driveway. Well, and then um, and then she drives away, and Matilda just runs into the house immediately. Yeah. And, and like, I didn't remember, like, exactly what happened, because um, I knew, like, Matilda went to the house later on, and I thought that, like, all happened at the same time in my memory, because it's been a while since I've seen the movie. But, like, she goes into the house, and then Miss Trenchbull's car breaks down later, and she has to turn around and come back yeah. and, like, catch them in the act. But, like, Trenchbull, the car breaks down, and she can't turn it around, so she walks out to the trunk... And just fucking lifts up the whole car and 180s it <laughs> and puts it back down. I know. And then as they're like in the house looking at stuff and they hear her arrive and 
she like instantly knows someone was in the house. Yeah. And starts just chasing them around. Scooby Doo style. Never really sees them, mm-hmm. but it knows she's like, no, she's chasing someone. And then Matilda pulls some spy shit underneath a table. Yeah, she <laughs> she fucking Mission Impossible's herself, like in the right under the table. Yeah. Above the legs. And then there's like a the the scene kind of ends with them running to the basement and escaping through a window. Yep. Before, like, oh, so close to being caught. <laughs> I don't know how Trenchpole fits through the egress window. Like, it's like a tiny little basement window by the ceiling. I think she, like, breaks it. She, like, breaks it. She probably, yeah. Because she's all dusty when she... Yeah. And she, she like, has, like, a fucking, like, a flail <laughs> that she's made, she made out of, like, chain and a... Yeah, uh, metal chain, called? like, like, a like, a the Olympic... <laughs> a booby. <laughs> The Olympic thing. There's shot put. Shot put. Yes, the shot put balls. Shot Because she's got like a bajillion of them. Yeah, because she was a track star or something. She was hammer throw, javelin, and shot put. Olympic, yeah. Olympic um, com- uh, athlete. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. And then when, when she gets home, the FBI agents are again in the house. But this time they're, they're selling timeshares and parents don't put it together it's the same fucking people yeah yeah yeah. and then mr wormwood just like runs him out yeah because he thinks his wife is like cheating on him or something yeah i walk in and there's two guys in here get the fuck what are you doing danny devito is not even he doesn't sound like that he's like what a man me is danny devito he is doing like a different voice than this he's not doing normal danny devito voice the narrator is kind of, but his it's kind of like true. a more hammed up. Yeah. It's not like an accent. It's just like. Yeah. It's used, more used like, car salesman accent. Yeah, or it's whatever. more grimy. Yeah. And then we get the fucking montage scene because she starts learning about those powers, baby. Yeah. And and, and Miss, Tr- Miss Honey makes her promise never to go back in the house. And she says, I promise. And yeah. Then, and she doesn't. Because mm-hmm. she's like sitting on the roof and mind controlling because shit. Do, 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 do. Little bit of better one. She's fucking, fucking not making everything. Point that shit. Explode and <laughs> float everywhere. Masters them powers fucking immediately, instantly. And uh, this is, I think, this is where we see the uh, the cop scene that you were talking about, where she fucks with the. Oh cop. yeah, yeah. She's like moving the cardboard box like back and forth, and they keep going up and down the ladder. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, why is she helping her parents? But I don't think she was. Well, because she's she's gotcha-ing the cops because they don't have a warrant. And they say they don't have a warrant. And she's like, you guys are going to get in big trouble without a warrant. You could lose your job. It would also invalidate everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole case would so I was So at the time, I was like, why is she helping the cops? And then a little later, I was like, no, she didn't want them to fuck it up. Oh, true. I, 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 I That's probably, honestly. That would make, because she's really smart. I didn't even think of that, but yeah. I didn't think about that until like a few hours after watching the movie, because I was like, it didn't make sense why she was fucking with the cops. Because they're like, we're going to send you to an orphanage. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> In fact. Honestly. Um, And then that night, she does the sneaky stuff at Trench Bowls. Yeah, she like... Lifts up the picture of the of the dead and like makes it fly through the house and it's very very spooky. Like as a kid, that shit would freak me out. 
What happened right now would scare the shit out of me. Well, well, yeah, I know, but I just mean like watching it on oh, TV yeah. is like a little spooky. Moving the clock so it keeps dinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trinchable's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> she does it all to steal a doll. Yes, she wants to get Miss Honey's doll back. And she steals a couple of chocolates. Yes. <laughs> but before she leaves her ribbon. Her ribbon falls off her hair. Yes. And gets stuck. And then Miss Trinchable sees it. Yeah, because she's like getting in the car to leave and she sees the the ribbon and it she's not scared anymore all of a sudden. Yeah, she knows somehow it must have been Matilda. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Making the painting fly into the garbage. I mean, into the... Because she's got a statue of... Or like a paint, an oil painting of herself. Yeah, and she puts it... Into the fire. Straight into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> and the next morning she like gives Miss Honey all the stuff she got and the trench bolt comes up. And she's, like, not being mean. She's kind of just like, I'm teaching your class today. And mm-hmm. walks inside, and everyone's like, what? No. You're not You're not angry. What happened? Yeah, but then but then Matilda shows Miss Honey her powers real quick. Mm-hmm. And Miss Honey's like, what the fuck? She's <laughs> like, no more Mr. Nice Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Trinchbull is, like, being insane. But then she, like... Uh, Wait, hold on. Because she's yelling that someone broke into her house. Yeah. She's like, one of you fuckers did it. She says fuckers, too. Yeah, definitely, in the rated <laughs> G movie. <laughs> she says, like, little snots, brat. Like, it's like <laughs> snot-nosed brats, something like that. Yeah. But then she like, let's play a game. Who had a ribbon yesterday and doesn't have one today? And no one will give Matilda up. Right, exactly, yeah. But obviously... Everybody knows. She throws a kid out the window. Yes, she just she just grabs one of the boys and throws him out the window, and then Matilda like you know makes him fly, fly back in and tackle Miss Trinchbull. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then she starts like Matilda starts making shit float. Yeah, she's just making shit float, and then like riding on the chalk. You know that like, was, that was the chalk was practical. I think I would think like almost all of that shit was practical, right? Like even when she was doing the food and stuff. I didn't watch behind the scenes on that, but I, I didn't wonder, either. I, I just read. I read it. I don't know the chalk specifically. They used magnets. Nice. And someone like wrote the words backwards on the other side of the oh, sick. chalkboard. Yeah. So like the that's why it like looks weird. Mm. It's because there's a magnet. I don't know how. I don't know if chalk's magnetic. I have no idea. They must have put something in it. But that's what that's what the Wikipedia said. That's cool. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah, and because how they filmed that. Like, I just figured someone was holding it because the camera cuts off like halfway through through the chalk. But I, I guess I, like when it's I think zoomed it, out. I think it was that close because I don't, I don't think it was the same chalkboard that was in the room. Oh, probably. Because <laughs> they were had to be standing behind it. Yeah. But I thought that was neat. I was like, oh, that's cool because I know like they used. Like, all the kids floating was practical effects, the effects they just, like, green screened. Right, the backgrounds mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> she, like, then makes, then starts making, uh, makes, uh, Matilda makes Trenchable spin on a big globe. And then oh, yeah, yeah. And pelts her with fucking her with erasers. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, it's erasers. And then the whole school just starts <laughs> throwing shit at her. Just food and hard balls. Yeah. The whole class, and then she goes in the hallway, and then the whole school comes out, and everyone's just like, hey, yo, free game. And then they all just started throwing food and at her. And they run that fucking bitch out of town, dude. Yes. It's beautiful. And Miss Honey gets her. 
house back. And then we get a, a final scene, a final two scenes, I should say, mm-hmm. with her parents. Her parents are getting, they're running to Guantanamo or something, they say. Guatemala. Guam. Guam, sorry. They're running to Guam. Mm-hmm. They're running away from the cops. And she's like, all right, well, come on, Matilda. We got to go. And she's like, I, I don't want to. I want to stay here. And her mom's like, why? This woman doesn't want you. No one wants you. Let's go. And then Miss Honey's like, I'll, I'll adopt her. And then Matilda runs to the car and be like, I have something for just this case. <laughs> Hold she, adoption papers. Yeah, she just pulls out adoption papers that she's had since, since, according to her, since, since she was old enough to Xerox. Yep. And her mom says something that I think is supposed to be funny, but is in fact one of the saddest parts in the whole movie to me. She's like, Matilda, you're the only daughter and I've never understood you. Where's a pen? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that is funny, but like... It's so sad. It's your fault that you don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Matilda's was so weird. <laughs> right. They said it's the nicest thing they ever did. Mm-hmm. Or like the only nicest thing they ever did was... Yeah. Sign her away to somebody else. <laughs> they didn't say bye, really. They didn't say love you. They didn't give her a hug. Ciao. They kind of just, yeah, waved. They just <laughs> casually dropped off their daughter. Forever. Like, yeah, forever on their run from the cops to Guam. I as, as someone with children, even before children, I wouldn't... How can you... That's insane. You have to be some level of sociopathic. 100%. Oh, her dad is a sociopath for sure. Yeah, like, her not mom, the murderer kind, but still. Yeah, her mom was more mad that she hurt her when she gave birth than was happy she was alive. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, then they she lives with Miss Honey, and they live happily ever after. Yay. And yeah, it was good. I liked it. I really liked this movie. It was really good. I it was just sweet. Yeah, I Snapchatted Aaron that I was watching it, and you know what his response was? What? Gross. And I was like, bro. Why? The fuck? Did he explain? He, well, he's like, the actors are really good, but the story sucks. <laughs> And I'm like, what part? What are you talking about? I don't know. He just like doesn't like the plot is just like so weird. Like she has like she has magic powers for like no reason. And like, it's a roll doll story. Yeah, they're all fucking like that. Yeah, fucking. Giant also, he also peach. loves to make kids have trauma. Yes, bad parents, bad upbringing. Or dead I think Roll Doll himself like had a terrible childhood. Yeah, I also don't. I think he did some. I don't think he also wasn't that great of a guy. But no, because he was. I, I, I mean, he was like, anti-Semitic or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I don't no, know. He details, was. He was. But he was old, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying it does track. Yeah, doesn't mean he didn't write good stuff, but because I'm sure. I mean, I read recently. I reread James and Giant Peach, mm-hmm. and if I would have read that when I was like. 11 or 12, it would have made me feel very validated in my oh, experience. yeah, yeah. Because, like, the ants or whatever are crappy people. And I'm assuming this book, obviously, he's... This man went through some shit. <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah. Well, and he had a, he had a shit principle when he was a kid. Because he went to a boarding school. I read a, a biography about him yeah. when I was in college. And I read that um, the principal at his school, like, literally walked around, like, with a cane. And would just like beat kids with it oh, like, yeah. in his office. There was a story that I read where Roald Dahl um, 
snuck a like a rat or something into the candy jar and they made the whole school stand out in like in the cement like on the outside of the school until somebody would fess up and they never fessed up and then at one point a roll doll fessed up because he didn't want to see his friends get punished anymore um and so then the principal like took him into his office and beat him with a cane so yeah do you think that worked do you think that worked for the development of children, Matthew? Obviously. <laughs> I just don't... I don't know. Uh, all right, so let's go to our final thoughts, and then we'll, we'll we'll talk about some more fun facts and shit. It was just as good as I remembered. Uh, yeah, I would have loved this one. It, it good. brought me back. I watched it with all of them. Everyone watched it. All four of us did. Nice. Um, you kids like it? Yeah. I gave... Actually... Yeah, I go first since you watched. I give my rating and then you give yours. I gave it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I think that's fair. I liked it. Yeah. yeah I like James the Giant Peach more. Which is like the same, not the same kind of thing, but like it's a roll doll adaption. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd probably still give James the Giant Peach a 7, but I think like they're both like both great. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, again, a 7 on our scale is... A good movie. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't want to put it, like... I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not, like... You know, I don't want to... I feel like an 8 is, like, giving it a little bit too high. You know, it's, like, it's a kid's... It's a fun little kid's movie. Like, it's a cute little kid's movie. There's no weird shit in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like... Yeah, I think a 7 is fair. Like, it's a lot of nostalgic. 7 out of 10. For me. I mean, I gave it a 7 and there wasn't any, so... Yeah, exactly. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good little movie. I gave it a seven. Yeah. yeah, Anna gave it a nine out of ten. Wow. Did Rachel give you a rating? Uh, no, I didn't ask. Yeah, I'm had Anna seen it before. I'm assuming, or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I had hers is she like loved this movie growing up. Yeah, yeah. So hers yeah. is nostalgia nostalgia filled for sure. Filled for sure. Hundred percent. Rowan gave it a ten out of ten. He said he liked it more than Karate Kid. Oh, cool. Which I don't believe. I honestly don't believe him. But I mean, I was like, hell yeah. I mean, because <laughs> he liked Karate five. Kid way more when we were watching it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think he understands. <laughs> like the I just ask him because it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's but- like ten out of ten because he was belly laughing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so like when the when the dad like hat and shit, just anything. <laughs> just thought the movie was funny. Uh, but I think he gave Karate Kid a 10. He gives everything a 10. Oh, a 10. sure, yeah, because he's five. <laughs> yeah, he's five. He's a cutie guy. Um, and then I asked Gwen, and I, she looked at me for a long time. I said, Gwen, what do you rate out of 10? And she just went, have a dab a dab with me, and handed me an Etch-A-Sketch and walked away. So I'm going to say that she gave it an 8 out of 10. <laughs> I believe it. I'm not kidding. Like, looked at me, pensively thought. Yeah, she like because she she's really good at facial expressions like Rowan wasn't, but she's very like expressive. Yeah, and she was just like, hmm. I almost heard her go, hmm, holding holding an etch a sketch. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> register she was because I was maybe like, she drew something on it. I was still so focused on her because she paused. I've never seen a two year old pause before. Yeah, stop to think because <laughs> I was like, oh, honey, what do you rate it? And she goes, head but Gabu, daddy, etch a sketch. And it goes, it walked away, and I went, well, I'm going to say that's good then. (laughs) (laughs) She's cute 2% of the time. (laughs) Not cute. She's nice 2% of the time. Yeah. I love when little kids just, like, blabber. (laughs) They're trying so hard. Like, you know, see how she was 
earlier when I picked her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only time she's been nice to me today. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you saw me just like hold her like she was dying. Yeah. I was like, oh, she does love me. <sighs> she's like my wife. <laughs> she's mean. <laughs> oh, man. Don't let Christiana fool you. She's the mean one. <laughs> All right. Um, we talked about who produced it. Sony. They distributed it. Oh, sure. Uh, TriStar Pictures produced it. The same people who produced Rambo, Three Ninjas, and Starship Troopers. What the fuck is Three Ninjas? It's a movie from this time. About three ninjas? It's like three kid ninjas. Oh, sure. People talk about it in the same like uh, breath as they would talk about Karate Kid. So I think it's like one of those like no. martial arts movies. No, they don't. Nobody's talking about Three Ninjas, bro. That's what I heard. Karate Kid is like a classic like Breakfast Club and shit. I mean, I know you've never seen either of those movies until <laughs> now, but Three Ninjas is not. That is not like a classic. It has 22,000 votes on IMDb. That's so not that much. Okay, Fight Club had 2 million, so. Yeah, Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Stop comparing it to Fight Club. That's not fair for anything. <laughs> okay, Karate Kid had like hundreds of thousands, though. I'm not saying I'm not. I didn't say the same breath. Like when they're like, li- you said you said people talk about it in the same breath. Yes, like when they're listing off kid martial art movies. Not that it's as good as Karate Kid. I have never even heard of Three Ninjas. Bro, you also never heard Dear Maria, so I don't <laughs> really think that you know a lot of things. <laughs> I'm so mad that you're you... not entirely wrong. But... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, dude, I farted. That made me laugh so hard. I'm sorry. That uh, looks like the dumbest shit I've ever dude, seen. Dude, it's the 90s. Everything looked dumb as shit. Fight Club was the only cool thing in the 90s. That was late as 90s. Matrix. The same year, actually, like the same week, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay, yeah, but the Matrix, looking back, is. Bro, it's still a good ass movie, but don't it, even... it does look silly a little bit. Like their outfits are a little silly. I will, I, I love it, Matthew. I think they're cool as fuck, but I yeah, can also recognize they're big that they're black silly. robes and shit. Fight Club, they're just sunglasses, just with... looks cool. It is really cool. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. So little magic girl. Uh, it, it was released in August second, nineteen ninety six. Sorry. It, no, you're good. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that on Patreon by itself with no context. It had a runtime of 98 minutes. Uh, the music was by David Newman. We've actually run into this guy before. He wrote the music for Tommy Boy. Nice. Heathers, the Bill and Ted movies, and Coneheads. And, like, fucking tons of tons. Have you more. seen Heathers? No. Dude, that movie is fucking weird as shit. I mean, I'm, I know. It's one great. of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. The weirdest movie I've ever seen was John Dies at the End. It's really weird and creepy. You should watch John Dies at the End. It's so fucking confusing. Does you John should put a gun the end? to my fucking head, Matthew. And I will not be able to tell you the subsequent, the, like the order in the movie is so confusing. It's confusing on purpose. It's a horror. It's a comedy horror movie. Like the timeline jumps all over the place. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yes. Again, Matthew, <laughs> I would pull the trigger. You don't know. It's like a drug fuel. I, I, it's there's drugs. I don't know. Okay. We'll just watch it and we'll deal with it. Um, the budget was uh thirty six like million. Tenant. It's like Tenet. Except more confusing, probably, because... You haven't seen Tenet. No, but, like, no one talks about John Dies at the end because it's so confusing. Like, mm. That's how confusing it is. Mm. It's on purpose. It's not... Yeah, Because it's sure. bad. Uh, $36 million, which is... Everything's doubled 
from 1996. The inflation has doubled since then, mm-hmm. which I thought it would be more, but that's less dystopian than we were. We are, I think. <laughs> yeah. So it was. I'm just gonna say everything in our money now, mm-hmm. just for everyone to know. It was 67. Was 67 million was the budget. The opening U.S. weekend, it's all 15 million. 67 million budget. That's mm-hmm. wild, dude. Yeah. Probably just because of the effects or something. Yeah. The U.S. total was 62.5 million, and it didn't didn't uh, go anywhere else. Mm. And. Uh, oh, they didn't release it worldwide? No, not according to Box Office and mm. Wikipedia. Uh, so it made $62.5 million. So it made a profit of... Uh, a profit of $4.6 million. Hmm. That's it. That's all it made, which is like a studio sees that. I guess that's why you would call it a cult classic. Yeah. I, I mean, that's... I mean, yeah. I This is one of those movies that like... To me, it's like Toy Story. Like, I just always thought, like, everybody had seen this movie. No. Obviously, no, like, I no, no, like, I... You had never I, even hardly heard of it. No, I didn't even know. I didn't know it was a kid's movie. Oh. Hmm. I just know it was Matilda. Hmm. <laughs> uh, it was in number... On its opening weekend, it was only number three. It was beaten out by A Time to Kill, which was on its second week. At 007? You just had a time to kill. Oh, okay. It was a, a an action movie. <coughs> At 13 million. And I don't think these are inflated, by the way. Um, but again, just multiply by two for your brain. And Independence Day was on its fifth week. Ah. And it was bringing in $11 million still. Uh, right below it, it launched the same day, was a, call, a movie called Chain Reaction. Uh... Starring Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman. I've never heard of it, but those are big names. I have heard of it. I've, I don't know what it is, though. And um, that movie, Matilda did better than that movie. Wow. But it just had like a lot of competition, I think, when it came out. Just because I, I think just having a t- Independence Day just was yeah, killing just it. Yeah, just blowing everything out of the water. It and did... this was before The Matrix, so Keanu Reeves wouldn't be drawing audiences. Yeah, Morgan Freeman would, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, however, it did achieve greater success when it was released on VHS, um, but it had a because it, it it had a more impact on culture than like the market shows it does. So like like it shouldn't have had as much impact according to the numbers. Yeah, but like it's one of those things like home video releases and stuff probably and word of yeah, mouth. That's what it, that's basically what that yeah, that yeah, little yeah. Bl- these are all from Wikipedia. Mm. Um, in November 2019, DeVito said that he has always wanted to develop a sequel to Matilda, adding that a potential se- sequel could star Matilda's own child due to Wilson, the actress, having grown up. And well, apparently Wilson is down for that. Yeah, I, b- I would believe it. Uh, following disagreements between Danny DeVito and Bregman Bar Productions over budgetary concerns, Universal put Matilda into turnaround with Columbia TriStar Pictures picking up on the project. So it kind of went through like just production hell mm. <laughs> it seems like from what i was reading um let's see uh <laughs> pam ferris miss trunchbull she incurred several injuries during the production of the film the climatic scene where she is whacked by blackboard rubbers re- required her to keep her eyes open causing chalk dust to get caught in her eyes Yikes. and necessitating several trips to the er <laughs> to get her eyes washed out and the scene where trunchbull whirls amanda trip thrip around by her pigtails required a harness to support the little girl 
and the wires of which were threaded through their pigtails and then looped around Ferris's fingertips to give her grip. That sounds horrific. And it, it gr- the centri- centrifugal force grew too great and tore the top part of Ferris's finger oh, no. off. <laughs> Yikes. Crying eight stitches. Uh, apparently, the places like like the, the Crank House, Mrs. Trunchbull's house, um, the library is all places in at Ladina and Pasadena. Mm. I think those are places in California. Yes. And the last fun fact I thought was cool was in August 2013, Wilson and most of her co-stars from the film had a reunion to celebrate its 17th anniversary and it being released on Blu-ray. And did you see the scene? No. A deleted scene, you said? No. What did you say? I'll show you. I zoned out for a sec. Oh. Cool. That feels good. No, I was listening to no, you. No, cool. Just, no, I'm just a fucking guy over I here. I just don't know what the begi- <laughs> the beginning of that sentence was. There was a reunion and they'd filmed this. Ah, uh, uh, okay, yeah. Did you watch this? No. Watch. Oh, apparently the picture of Miss Honey's father, Magnus, is actually a portrait of Roald Dahl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never even... I remember reading that, too. That's cool. Um, and then, like, Danny DeVito and, and Rhea Perlman were, like, so nice to Matilda. <laughs> well, because her mom was dying of cancer. Yeah, I did read that, too. And she, Danny DeVito let her mom watch the movie before she died. hmm Like, months before it was out. hmm So she got to see her daughter in the film before she passed away. Yeah, so it was very Because she died before it came out. hmm And the actress that played Matilda, like, lived with, like, Danny DeVito, like, a Throughout the movie, yeah, I saw like they let her let her into their house like all the time. <laughs> they were super nice to her. Yeah, that's because Danny DeVito is a fucking good guy. Yeah, I love Danny DeVito. He's going to Ultra Heaven one day. Yeah, with Keanu. Yeah, ah, the only few good boomers left. <laughs> it did not win, nor was it nominated for anything. Keanu's not a boomer. Yeah, he is. Boomers were born in the forties and fifties. Keanu's not 70, 80. What year was he born? He's 60. 1960? He's 60, though. What year was he born? 64. Oh, okay, then. Maybe he is. That's, like, right on the cusp. Okay, well, I'm still a fucking millennial and we're right on the cusp, so... Yeah, but that's, like, you know, that'd be like if someone from 2000 wanted to be a millennial. Yeah, 1946 to 1964. Yeah, so, you know, he's not a boomer. He's Gen X for sure. Sure. <laughs> That's like if somebody was born... My mom's Gen X and she's 52. <laughs> yeah, so is my mom. <laughs> Dude, freaking... That'd be like if somebody who was born in the year 2000 wanted to say they were millennial. It's only five years. What are you talking about? Dude, they're not a millennial if you're born in 2000. That's only five years from the cutoff, though. So you're saying they're close enough? No, but I'm saying that's the same thing you're saying. No, Keanu was born in 1964. The cutoff is 1964. He's still a boomer, though. No, he's not. The cutoff for millennials is 95. No, it's not. It's 96. (laughs) To 99. It's debatable. Okay, but the whole point of a boomer... So I'm right. <laughs> listen to me. The whole point of a boomer is that people got back from the war and then had babies. The war was over in the 40s, okay? He was born in 20 years after the war was over, okay? He's not a boomer. He was born 20 years after World War II was over. 
Boomers were born the year Bro, that it was over. We just read the age range. I know. <laughs> and he falls in that age range. It doesn't count if it's the last. Like yes, it does. It has to count. Or <laughs> <laughs> you can't. All of your other points are invalid. Then it's not the same though. Because that means we don't count because we fall at the end of millennial. No, because we're mid nineties though. We have more relation to experiences to Gen Z than we do millennials. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because because. <laughs> No, let me ask you this. Are 90s kids millennials? Some of them. Are you a 90s kid? No. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, but yeah, but... Thank you. I'm first still of all, a millennial, first, Okay, though. so first of all, thank you. Technically, according to the statistics, we're still millennials. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying he has the mentality of a boomer. Sure. I, I wasn't saying that. I did, personally, I would not still call him a boomer, though. Because boomers were born in, like, the 40s and 50s, for me. Yes, but for you, don't matter. We're going by the <laughs> by the statistics. Yeah, but, like, thematically, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. None of it makes sense. <laughs> the whole idea of generations doesn't make sense. No, yeah, I know. Well, especially not nowadays, because now, like, the generational shifts are happening, like, every two months. Like, people are like, okay, so I Bo Burnham did this interview, and this is basically what he said. He said, like, it used, the generational gaps used to be, like, you know, one generation, like, invented radio, and then the next generation had, like, black and white TV, and then the next generation had, like, color TV and, like, eight tracks, and then the next generation had, like, CDs, and then the next generation had MP3 players or whatever. But now it's, like... Kids nowadays went went from like MP3s to smartphones to smart TVs to the internet, and all this stuff happened in like five years. You know what I mean? Like all these generational gaps that used to take fifty years to develop, like now it's like every six months there's like a new generational gap thing. You know what I mean? Sure. So like the 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 whole the distance between generations is becoming like so blurred that it literally doesn't matter anymore. Like, it used to be more relevant. Generational gaps used to be more relevant. But now it's like... the yeah, shit's so hap- shit's a boomer de- then, because it's much develop- more relevant. What? It was more relevant then if it follows. <laughs> but he's he falls more under Gen X than Boomer. They're currently between 57 and 75. How old is Keanu? 57. 68. He is... That doesn't make sense. He's then. 58. He's okay. He's not 60. You said 60. I misspoke. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fine. So apparently Maria Wilson was so self-conscious about dancing to the little boy pretty oh, one. Yeah. That the whole cast danced with him. <laughs> yeah, I read that too. Mara Wilson. Apparently, the where's the that scene where she's talking about the mouse's heartbeat mm-hmm. is a reference to another old doll book called The Witches. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, or, or I've never read that book. I have, I have that book over there. I've never read it either. It's a direct quote from the text. Nice. Uh, yep, we're, they're married in real life. And and Maria Wilson gave her stamp of approval for the musical that was coming out, I guess. They, <laughs> okay. I guess they talked to her or something. Okay, cool. Um, ratings, IMB, IMDb gave it, I always want to say IMBD, I don't know why. Mm. 
Uh, probably because it's alphabetical. Rolls off the tongue. I don't know what's not. BD. Is oh, well, yeah, but um, I am. I dude, I'm not. I'm, I'm not <laughs> telling you. I'm just telling you why. Yeah, yeah. It just rolls off the tongue. IMB. Um, yeah. they had a seven out of ten out of 166,000 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 91% on the tomato meter based on 23, and a 73% on the audience score with over 250,000 reviews. Weird that the That's critics cool. liked it more on tomatoes. It is strange, yes. Uh, Metacritic, it was a 7.2 out of 100 from 21 critic reviews, and then the user score was 7.7. 7. There's there's not really much that critics would like. I don't see why they wouldn't like the movie unless they thought it was just too kitty. Out of those on there, 20 of them were positive and one was mixed, so there was no negative reviews. Yeah. Uh, Variety's Joe Layden uh, gave it a 90 out of 100, saying, A delightfully twisted fairy tale that artfully juggles broad tomfoolery and sly droolery, along with a generous servant serving of sight gags enhanced by special effects. Even though it's being pitched primarily at young younger moviegoers, their parents' pick is exuberantly quirky enough to please almost anyone. Holy shit, bro. Why so much words? <laughs> he didn't use any like crazy big words, though. He, he basically just said it was fun. Really, you think a tale that artfully juggles broad tomfoolery and slide jewelry was Never mind. too much? <laughs> <laughs> the Washington Post, Destin Thomas, who we've ta- we've heard about before. We've talked about Destin before. Boy, I don't remember when, but we've talked about that. I can tell you right now, you could say any of these names. I don't remember any of the critic names, dude. I remember the quotes, but I don't remember that any of Destin the names. Thomas, I like because that name's fun. Destin. Destin. It's a weird uh, little name. It's a weird little name, Destin. And <laughs> gave it an 80 out of 100. Between the movie's frenetic bursts of energy, however, there's more than enough to enjoy. Assuming, assuming you're not a doll purist, which if you're over t- 15, you shouldn't be. However, there's more than enough to enjoy. A s- movie, movie. Oh. The best thing about the movie is actress, actress Merit, Mara Wilson. Accurate. She was in Mrs. Doubtfire, I guess? Yep, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire. She's one of the kids. And then she was in Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. Uh, have with, you seen that? No, I have not seen any of those movies you just mentioned. Oh. With sleep bags under her bright eyes and an array of facial expressions that ranges from shock to mischievous. She looks as though she belongs in a doll-like world. Like doll, like his last name. Uh, San Francisco Chronicles, Edward Guthman gave it a 75, saying a zingy self-empowerment fantasy for kids. And then we get, dude, we got Susan again, dude. You got to remember Susan Walensky-Gitzginsia. This is like our 15th time of her being on here. I believe you. I just don't. I'm not good with names, dude. I'm pretty sure she's liked Karate Kid and nothing else. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, she gave it a 75 out of 100 saying, Not for kids, silly. The little devils will devour the devilishly delicious assault on abusive authority figures like the cake gobbled by the story's glutton, gluttonous schoolboy. Show this to your kids and they will become they will overthrow the government <laughs> i wish uh the new york times is Jeanette maslin who we've also mentioned before <laughs> gave it a 70 out of 100 twisted enough to mr doll and given a jolt of caricature by mr devito that was his father please matilda makes too perverse a tale for young for very young children but this one has a playful flamboyance and a dark verve the older children should appreciate and has a sweet self-possessed like heroin what that's what she said <laughs> that's what she said what the fuck uh last but not least i mean, i don't know if you got your boy over there yeah 
Okay, uh, we'll do this guy and then we'll hop to him. Uh, this was the only mixed review on the site. It was from Empire's Coraline Westbrook. Gave it a 60 out of 100 saying, Matilda is a black... Is a Blackly comic? Yeah, like dark comedy. I've never heard Blackly. Blackly comic. I've never heard that before. That's a weird, weird It's word. not a dark comedy, though. No, but it's got, you know, like the abuse... Child abuse, basically. <laughs> Which is hilarious, according to Caroline. Darkly. <laughs> Darkly would have made more sense than Blackly. Oh, sure. Delightfully off-the-wall picture that both kids and adults will lap up. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like that. I don't read these before I copy them, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. I just post them. Lap. I'm telling you, I don't... Lap. I don't do spoilers. Like, I just will lap, lap up. Oh, lap! They'll lap it up. Yeah, like how you. I'm not gonna say. It. Go ahead. I no, I was done. What about your boy? Oh, oh, oh! So I okay. The first sentence it says Rodol was uh, by all accounts a singularly unpleasant person, which may explain why he wrote stories that are so fascinating to children. <laughs> Excuse me. Because it's about like you know abusive adults that they like kill in every story, basically. And apparently that's. <laughs> Oh yeah, James and Peach. He straight up kills his ants. Yeah, the the peach well, just squashes. He doesn't. He doesn't he, kill them. The peach the, smashes. The universe them. does. Yes, the giant peach <laughs> smashes them. He gave it a three out of four stars, Matilda. Three out of four. <laughs> He's like, it would have been four if there was more murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says like, there's um. Because he like Devito is the director, and he says there's never never a moment that we sense. Um, DeVito is anything other than quite serious about this material. Like, like DeVito treated it with a lot of care and love. Oh, he loved this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, and here it says, um, whatever it was that hurt Dahl so deeply, he never forgave it, and his children's stories, like James and the Giant Peach and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, are driven by it. So, oh, and he liked, it says, Matilda doesn't condescend to children, Mm -mm. and it, it feels very heartfelt and sincere, and it's funny, too. That's what he said. Well, when you get hurt as a child, specifically, it's hard to forget, like fully for let like forget that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not that when you're adult, trauma is easier to forget. It's just like there's like a visceral element to it, and it's so hard to explain. Because mm-hmm. I'm not like it doesn't. I'm not like it doesn't like upset me still to this day. It's well, just I like, have like weird things that like it's not from my parents, but from like other family that I just not trauma necessarily, but just always will remember. And I like, I, sometimes I just wish I could erase memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it's like, if I erase it, is that gonna, not my thing. <laughs> uh, we'll wrap it up then. Um, what's the movie we're watching next? It's my choice. It is your turn. The next movie is the start of the holiday. So you watched a Ganza, which is what we're dubbing it. So every year from October to December, we will have holiday-themed movies. So like October is going to be spooky oopy, and that can be hardcore horror to classic horror to like goosebumps horror. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then November we're gonna we're gonna it's really hard because there's not many. We're gonna try and find we did we have them we have picked them, but we're gonna try like Thanksgiving themed, and if we run out or something we'll just go more christmas or more halloween or something whatever we feel yeah and then obviously december is going to be like christmas or hanukkah movies or because there is like one hanukkah movie he's called that i remember watching and it was 
at Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. All I remember is a pooping deer. So, <laughs> I don't, it's probably not good, honestly. It probably didn't hold up very well. Probably not. Because um, some of his movies have. Um, so, we're starting that. So, my first pick, my, my I guess we, only, we each only have one Halloween choice. But my Halloween choice this year is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's hard to rank my top five, honestly. But it's in the top five. And it's the 1979 horror classic Alien. Oh, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. It such a slow burn. Like I always f- forget that it's like a horror, like classify, you can classify it as horror. It's sci-fi horror, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the sec- it, second one's more like action monster horror. It's still mm-hmm. sci-fi. And then after the first one, it's, it becomes like action-y. Mm-hmm. But like That's I don't, how I remember it. As, I don't know how you can. At, you can only do the first one once, and then you'd be like bored. So yeah, it's not you, boring because then you know what it is. The first like it like lulls you in. The first forty five minutes are really slow. Yeah, it lulls you into like a self sense of security, and then and then it it's kind of like you to shreds. Yeah, like impregnates you with alien babies. Sure. <clears throat> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> yeah, because it was in Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first, uh, that was the first time I had, like, seen anything alien that related. Mine too. Was, yep. Yeah, yeah, at the end. <laughs> I didn't know it was from Alien. My, when I when it happened, my I watched it with my blood dad. He was like, that's from Alien. I went, what's that? And then watched it, like, a month or so later. And I was yeah. like, this is amazing, but also scary. <laughs> um yeah, and you'll you'll watch it and you'll be like, "This is why is this fucking low? Why is the tech look like Blade Runner? Because <laughs> it's the same, <laughs> same director." Yeah, nice. I'm pretty sure. I, let me let me check. I'm, I'm second guessing myself. Ridley Scott. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was Blade Runner too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he used props and in Blade Runner from that movie because it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um. So yeah, we're gonna do Alien, and when we're recording this, it is. The 18th of August. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are pretty pretty ahead. We're three episodes ahead right now. I like being ahead of schedule. Me too. It makes me feel good. Because the rest of my life is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're watching that. So, yeah. And I guess we should thank our patrons. We would like to thank our lovely movie club Patreon members. Nacho Lady. Facts for facts. <laughs> and Nat. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. I want you to keep watching movies and loving them. And occasionally I want you to watch a really bad movie just so you appreciate the mid-movies. I haven't seen too many bad movies myself. We've seen two on the show alone. Yeah, and they're fun. (laughs) One out of the two are fun. Sure. (laughs) They're fun to talk shit about. Yeah. Uh, fucking follow us on Twitter. So we finally watched. Um, join our Patreon. It's in the description. If you join at the two dollar and fifty cent tier, you get access, partial access to the Discord, and some text post stuff. Um, but if you join at the five dollar and up tier, you get access to ad free episodes and an exclusive podcast called Flight School, where we uh, we watch and review a TV show pilot, like we've done Dairy Girls and what we do in the shadows. Power Rangers. The Boondocks. The Boondocks. Is that all of them? Yeah, we've only... Yeah, that's... Oh, no, Psych. 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 We did Psych as well. Uh, So hop on that. 
you also get you uh, the patrons vote for that as well. So like you guys are in total control of what we watch. Me and Matthew just pick two random things and you tell us which, which ones you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so hop on that and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, if you leave us a five star review, we will read them at the top of the show, and we will talk about how cool and neat you are. Yeah, and then, um, but yeah, how, how do we how do we end this, Matthew? <laughs> do do you wanna do you wanna sing a song together? I'll, I'll pull up a song and we can kind of sing it together to end the show. Are you sure? Okay, what what song? Let's see. Fucking. <laughs> okay, you ready? Gonna sing for real. We're gonna sing for real I don't for know the song. I don't. Okay, what song do you know? No, it's okay. No, no, it's better this way. Go. Where are we starting? You want me to start and then you'll you'll come in. So yeah, you get I, the melody. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that I'm gonna be bad at. I got it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start right here. Okay. If you see us in the club, we'll, we'll be, be acting real nice. If you see us on the floor, you'll be watching all night. We ain't here to hurt nobody, so give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Wanna see you work, work your body, so give, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Fuck yeah.